You're listening to The Royally Made, a different kind of podcast helping you grow in power, purpose, and grace. Let's see what it really means to be a royal daughter. Hello, welcome back. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. I am Jessica Giamo, your host today. And today I want to talk about something that I don't think we talk about a lot, and that is beating new wife comparison. I know when I first got married to Jeff, I had a lot of expectations on myself. Um, I think I knew that I was going to have to grow as a wife. I knew I was going to have to learn some things. But I think in the back of my head, I had this idea that when we stood on the altar and said, I do, that this magic wand was going to touch me and I was instantly going to become much more um, able to cook and clean and be a good wife and be understanding and be able to deliver God's wisdom to my husband when he needed it and just kind of be able to do all the things that I was expecting a new wife to be able to do. And if any of you have been married recently, (laughs) you know that that is not exactly how it works. And I think we all think like, well, duh, that's not how it works, of course. I think there's a part of us that kind of still expects it to work that way. And then when it doesn't, we start to feel condemned and we start to feel like maybe we're not a good wife or a bad wife. Oh no. And then what happens is we start to look at other wives and other girls we know who are married And we start to compare ourselves to them and go, wow, well, she always looks perfect. Her makeup is always on point. She always has the perfect body. She seems to work out all the time and yet cook all the time and yet clean all the time and yet run a business all the time. And it just gets absolutely out of control. And then we start comparing ourselves and we start getting exhausted because we don't see how we can possibly measure up to what a wife is supposed to be. And I think we need to tackle this right now because this is not how we were meant to become wives. This is not how we were meant to look at ourselves as a wife. And especially if you're in that one to five year mark of being married, this is something that you're probably dealing with on a semi-regular basis. And so I just want to give you some things that will help you to stop comparing yourself to other wives and to start finding confidence, peace, and security in who you are as a new wife, but also as a daughter of God, because that's who you are. You're not just a wife. So the first thing I want to talk about is the infamous Proverbs 31 woman. And I think this is where all of our fears stem from is this woman in the Bible who seems to do everything perfectly. She is beautiful. She is smart. She runs businesses and investments and also makes all her own clothes. Seems a little, little much. Um, she probably does canning and all kind of stuff like that. She always speaks wisdom, always speaks wisdom in every situation. And it's always the right thing to say. She is, you know, everyone always has only good things to say about her. It's like, who is this woman, right? I don't even know who this woman is. This definitely isn't me. And what I want to talk about though, is I think sometimes we get really into dissecting the Proverbs 31 woman and breaking it up and going, okay, so she's she's good with finances. She makes her clothes. She's good with investments. She's, you know, thrifty and frugal, yet she always looks 
perfect. And so I think instead of trying to figure out all of the outward things that manifest in this woman's life, we need to understand what her heart was doing and what the position of her heart was. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mass speaks. What's on the inside, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, right? (laughs) We all know that verse. Who you are on the inside is going to manifest on the outside. And so instead of looking at all of the outward things that go on with this this seemingly perfect woman, I think we need to look at what was going on on the inside and then position our hearts in a similar way. So if you look at the very end of the chapter in Proverbs 31, it says in verse 30, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord will be praised. You know, whatever virtue we're going to have in our lives will grow naturally out of our dependence on Christ. And I think this one verse right here describes how the Proverbs 31 woman was able to manifest all of these amazing virtues in her life. A woman who fears the Lord will be praised. Now, back up because I feel like I need to say something about the fear of the Lord. This has been a big area of controversy in the Christian faith, and I don't have enough time to go into all of it in this episode. But one thing I want to say, especially when we're talking about the context of this episode, the fear of the Lord does not mean being afraid of God. The fear of the Lord is reverence, awe, respect, looking to God as the ultimate source, looking to God as the only person whose opinion matters to you, you need to respect and be in awe of God more than you are of man and man's opinion. That is what it means to fear the Lord. It means God is my king. His opinion is the only one that matters. His opinion is the most important thing in my life. That is the fear of the Lord. And that is what we're talking about in the context of this chapter and in this episode. So a woman who fears the Lord will be praised. When we put our entire dependence and trust on God and his word, right? There's a lot of Christians who don't care what this Bible has to say. That's not the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord, it says in Proverbs, is the beginning of wisdom. And if we want to be women who walk in wisdom, which is what this woman did, right? (laughs) every time, then we need to be women who fear the Lord, who respect and honor his word and what he says above everything else. And when we do that, virtue and understanding and thriftiness and ability and wisdom are going to naturally be fruits in our life. So what we need to do, if you're wanting to grow as a wife, if you're wanting to stop comparing yourself to every other perfect wife that you see on Instagram or in your church's small group, if you want to be a woman who's confident in her marriage, who's confident in herself, then this is going to be the very first key that you need in your life. And it's going to be a lifelong journey. And that is to fear the Lord, to be a woman who respects and honors God in her heart more than anything else. And when you do that, I promise you, virtue is going to flow out of your life like rivers of living water. So now what I want to do is share three things that I think will help you on this journey of fearing the Lord, of trusting in Him, of being a woman who chases after God more than anything else and is able to grow these good fruits in her life. So these three things should help in that journey. And the first thing is we need to study the Word of God. Study this. Study this book right here. Studying the Word of God is more than just reading your daily Bible reading on your Bible app. 
And while that's not a bad thing, I do that as well in order to wake up in the morning. We need to be women who thirst and hunger for the Word of God. The Word of God is the only sure foundation that is going to be in your life. This world cannot offer you truth. Other people cannot offer you truth. You are going to find truth in the Word of God. And while listening to um, grace-based teaching is really good, and it's helpful because we sometimes need help to understand things and know how to apply it to our life, you cannot replace that with you getting into the Word of God and studying for yourself. This is your this is your daily bread. This is your living water. And we have a lot of starving and parched Christians and Christian women out there who are really in need of God's Word and they don't know it. And so they're going around trying to suck the life out of everyone they come across. Affirm me, affirm me. Tell me I'm good enough. Tell me I'm good enough. Tell me, you know, women who just can't seem to to serve enough, you know, women who can't seem to just be in the spotlight enough. And it's not that serving or being on stage is wrong, but if that's where you're getting your identity, if you're needing it in order to feel okay about yourself, then you're a woman who is starving and you're a woman who is parched. And you need the word of God because it is the only thing that is going to feed your heart. And when your heart is being fed, you can be like the Proverbs 31 woman who is fed by her God and fed by her king. And therefore she has overflow to help the people around her, including her husband, including her children, including her friends. So the second thing that uh, can help us to become women after God is to worship Him on a regular basis. And it doesn't mean that you have to have a Sunday worship service in your room every morning. You know, that's kind of weird. That's not what I mean, but you need to have a lifestyle of worship. I would recommend you create a few different playlists on your phone and create a few different worship playlists, one that maybe gets you pumped up to believe God for the impossible, one that maybe saturates your heart in how much God loves you, one that maybe reminds you that you're not a victim and that you are a victor and who you are in Christ. Get these different playlists together and just start listening to them throughout the day while you're driving in the car, while you're grocery shopping, while you're cooking, while you're cleaning, while you're working, whatever it is that you're doing, you can be putting worship into you and make sure that for some of the worship, you're actually singing along with it because your heart needs to hear yourself say these words. Your heart needs to hear yourself worship your king. And when you do that, it's going to change your perspective because instead of keeping your eyes on everyone else and what that wife is doing and what that girl is doing and what sister Susie's doing, instead of comparing yourself to all these other people, your heart and the meditation of your mind is stayed on God and how good he is and who he made you to be. And when you do that, it's going to drastically change the way you see yourself because you're seeing yourself through the eyes of God. And that is where you find your true source of strength. You know, you can only worship one thing at a time. You can't worship this world and worship God at the same time. So when we're comparing ourselves to other people, we're comparing ourselves to other wives, other women in our church, other girls at our work, family members, whatever it is, when we're comparing ourselves to other people, we're in a sense making them our God and we're worshiping them saying, how can I be like you? How can I come up to your standard? How can I come up to the way that you live? And while it's okay to look up to certain people and admire things in people who are godly, 
it isn't okay to put them on the altar of our life to where our minds and our hearts are constantly meditating on what are they doing? What do they look like? What are they saying? What does their Instagram feed look like? None of that is going to bring about the virtues of this woman in your life. And so you need to evaluate who's on the altar of your heart because you can't have more than one thing on there at a time. And so throughout the time that you're comparing, you're putting something else on the altar of your heart. But when you turn your eyes and you worship, something as simple as worship music, let someone else do the work for you, right? And there's lots of good worship music out there. When you do that, then you are putting God back on the altar of your heart. You're saying, no, God, I choose you above everything else. And when you do that, then you start drawing on your source of strength and you start feeding your heart, bringing it water. And now you're starting to produce the fruit that you're wanting in your life. And then the third tip I have for growing a relationship with God is to create a lifestyle of prayer. I know prayer is kind of a touchy subject and it's something that we all know is important, but we don't all look at it as a lifestyle. Kind of like how I said we need a lifestyle of worship. We also need to look at it as a lifestyle of prayer because we're not just supposed to compartmentalize our life. Like, okay, God, here's my 30 minutes with you in the morning and now I'm going to go work and I'm going to clean and I'm going to do everything that I have to do as a wife, as a mom, as a friend, whatever, right? As a business owner, all the things I have to do. And then I'll maybe give you a little bit of Bible reading at night before I go to bed. That's not right. We need to be women who have a lifestyle of prayer. And so what that means is, yes, read your Bible in the morning, have your quiet time with God, say a prayer, you know, do the things that you normally do, but keep the line of communication open between you and God throughout the day. Don't just drop it and go, okay, now I'm done. God wants to help you out in every area of your life. As you're scrolling through Instagram, talk to God. As you're cooking dinner, talk to God. When you're working, talk to God. Maybe there's a problem that you have to solve or a project that you're working on that's really difficult. Maybe there's a situation with a coworker that you don't really know how to handle and you want the Holy Spirit to remind you to walk in the Spirit and not walk in the flesh, right? <laughs> Maybe you know there's a situation with your kids and you don't know how to handle it and God can give you the answer because He created your kids. Going back to being a new wife, maybe there's situations with your husband and you don't really know how to communicate with him or or how to be uh, helpful to him in that situation. Keep the line of communication open between you and God. Even just having the awareness of, God, I know you're with me always and you're always trying to speak to me. Just having that awareness will change the rest of your day. Because having that awareness that he's always trying to speak to you will cause you to tune in more and want to hear what he has to say. Because he's always speaking to us. He's always trying to speak to us. But sometimes we're too concerned with what's going on in the world and our duties and demands and our stress and our discouragements that we elevate, we turn up the volume on those things. And so then we have a hard time hearing and discerning what God is trying to say to us. So I want to encourage you to create a lifestyle of prayer. You know, pray to God, but keep talking to him. He's your friend. He's he's the closest friend that you have, whether you know it or not. And he's available to you 24-7. He understands what you're going through. He can sympathize with your pain when nobody else can. And he is always there ready to listen. And he is always there trying to speak to you. And a lot of the ways he speaks to you is going back to point number one, 
speaks to you through the word. So make sure that you're, okay, now let me go read the word and let me pray about it and see what God has to say because this is this all flows together, right? Studying the word, worshiping him, living a lifestyle of prayer, all of these things flow into each other. That's why you need all three of them. And if you will begin to put these three things, these three habits into your life intentionally, then you are going to start to become a woman who truly fears the Lord, who respects and honors him, who trusts him and reveres his word more than anything else in this world. And as you do that, you will start to develop the same virtues, the same fruit in your life that is seen in the Proverbs 31 woman, because it's not about attitude adjustment. It's not about behavioral reconstruction, right? It's not about, oh, if I put these habits in my life, then all of a sudden I'll become them. No, that's not what this is. You have to change what's on the inside first. You need to tap in to who you are in the spirit, because who you are in the spirit is all of these things. All of these things, these virtues that we look up to in the Proverbs 31 woman are already inside of you. This is who you are. And so what we have to do is stop looking to the world, comparing ourselves to other people and start looking on the inside, looking at the mirror of the word and letting it reflect back to us who we are in the spirit. And as that happens, your meditation on the spirit is going to overflow into your everyday life. And now you're going to start developing this fruit. It doesn't happen overnight. The women that you look up to in life, the women who are really godly, who seem to have, you know, just a really strong faith, who are beautiful and take care of themselves, who have great families, who seem to have great marriages, who are strong and secure, who seem to have a really good relationship with God, those women didn't become that way on accident. They became that way because they spent time with their king. And a woman who has spent time with her king, it is evident in the way she lives her life. And so I just want to encourage you, if you feel like you're stuck, if you feel like, man, I just got married and I don't measure up to any of the expectations I had, if you feel like you're not enough, then I just want to encourage you to implement these three things. Study the word, worship, and a lifestyle of prayer with God, and start to develop an inner relationship with God. And as you do that, it's going to feed your spirit. It's going to grow all of this amazing fruit in your life, and you are going to become the woman that you already are, and it's going to be evident in everyone that you come across. Thank you so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, make sure to leave a rating and a review. And if you would like to hear more episodes from me, then make sure to subscribe to this podcast. Thank you so much. And remember, until next time, to write the story of your life well. 